welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Welcome, friends, to another Deeply Rooted Devo. So great to have you here with us. We are closing off our series on hospitality today, and uh, I'm here with Esther, and you know I'm Martha, and we have a special guest who is an example of hospitality. Janet Cron. And Janet, we're so happy that you're here with us today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So we're going to start off this um, Devo with uh, Esther's comments on one of the iconic passages of service in scripture. And if this passage doesn't inspire you to be a servant and a humble servant, I don't know what will. Esther. Thank you, Martha. We are going to look at John chapter 13, verses one to eight, where Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And I think when we read this, you'll see exactly what Martha said. He is just, Jesus is modeling humility for us and showing us how he wants us to live our lives with one another. So let's have a look at John chapter 13. And it says, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, had come to depart out of this world to the father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, the one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you, for he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. So this reminds us that Jesus took the place of a servant and he took his heavenly being to a place where we are so that he could show us how to love one another, how to care for one another. And you see how Peter resisted. He didn't want the savior to be washing his feet, but Jesus said, no, no, this is, this is, if you don't 
let me wash you. You don't have a part with me. And so I just think this is such a wonderful reminder to us of how we are called to serve one another um, in the body of Christ. I think you're so right, Esther. It's such a privilege to have Janet here today because I know she's really been involved with serving others at Harvest. And Janet, we want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, and first of all, I would just like to segue a bit on what Esther was saying in that, you know, we have God's riches at Christ's expense, and that's the outflow of serving um, and giving and caring that Leo and I feel is important in the church. So it isn't on one individual per se, but we're blessed to then be a blessing to others. Um, and it's not, it's not something that, um, you know, you have to do it because, because someone did it for you. It's not transactional per se, but out of the outflow of thanksgiving in your own heart, you would share it with others. And that's the, the concept. As much as it's Leo and I, our heart was to share it with the church and that it become a way of life in our church. And I think it has in many respects. We have a wonderful care team. We have small groups we've connected with also to share needs. We have a care exchange, which is um, another version of caring for the needs. It came out of the pandemic, but it's grown into something bigger. We can share things online for free. We want to step in and love each other in tangible ways. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. And so appreciated, um, Janet, really. Mm-hmm. And I really respond when you say it's not transactional because Jesus even at one point said we should be loving others in a way that's unusual. And yes. the way people in the world do is you you do it for me and I do it for you or what goes around comes around. And yet as Christians, we want to be like God who gives grace freely and doesn't expect anything in return. I mean, we do get blessed when we serve, there's no doubt, but I really love that thought and it's helped me sometimes when I'm serving because, you know, you want to serve out of love and not expect something in return. What scriptures have motivated you and Leo as you've cared for others? Well, interestingly enough, again, (laughs) I have a passage in John 13 and having heard the story of Jesus watching the disciples speak, and his service to them. I think it's interesting that that would be a passage we would choose. But I just want to point out that uh, when I speak of the care ministry, it's a commandment for every child of God to care for the needs of others. And so John 13, and we're starting at verse 34 and 35, we're carrying through to that. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love love for one another. So that is one passage I wanted to bring to your attention. And another is 1 Peter 4, 8 to 10. And I'll just read that. Above all, Keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. It's intentional love. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. 
as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So mm-hmm. I think those verses are important because it gives us, it explains the example, the fervency of it, um, and there's a lot of flexibility within that because we each have special spiritual gifts that the Lord shows us. And they may be for a time and a season. They may change. It may be that we are empty nesters and have a little more time to share. Uh, maybe a time when you have small children and you cannot do it in that way. But when the Bible says even a cup of cold water given in Jesus' name, um, mm-hmm. you know, it just shows us what can happen if we serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says too, if any man will serve me, him will my father honor. So I think those are important verses. Romans 12, 26, it's for him we do it and for his glory. Right. Uh, Janet, I was just going to ask you what suggestions you might have for the woman who isn't particularly confident in the kitchen and uh, is, doesn't have um, a lot of creativity, perhaps, in how she could use her gifts to serve others. Would you have any ideas? If you work together as a team, you may learn to do it or be taught to do it because you have one part of the whole. So maybe you share in the preparation of a meal, or maybe you just get Subway sandwiches or an ice cap for someone. I had surgery recently and was blessed by an ice cap and a walk. Simple things, you know, it doesn't need to, but it blessed my heart. Um, And I think too, again, we spoke about the fruit of the spirit and loving others and all those things you know um that are displayed in the fruit of the spirit love being the greatest of all um helps so much so it doesn't necessarily have to be meals if you love people maybe there's a shut-in you could drop in and see maybe there's someone who's been in the hospital and recently come home maybe you can rake their leaves or but i think it's important to care for others and put yourself in their place. So it doesn't need to be those things. We have the pathways ministry where women can learn to care for others and come alongside again for a time or season, just to be a friend and to listen to another's cares and concerns and point them to the gospel and to Christ. You have a gift or a talent. You may be able to drive people to an appointment just taking the time and you do have to humble yourself to find some time to do something for someone. I think time is of the essence, even picking up the phone to encourage someone. Um, and maybe you ladies have a few other ideas. Let's see, we're the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need all hands or all feet or all eyes. He needs us to each be our God-given role. So not everyone is going to cook mm-hmm. and not everyone is going to do the identical thing. And, you know, you reap joy and joy is something that the Bible talks about. And it's a deep-seated satisfaction of knowing we're loving and serving the Lord. And mm-hmm. he gives us that. It's beyond happiness and it's contentment in him. 
Um, and as we serve, we develop more community. We get to know more people mm-hmm. because we're caring for them or dropping things off and picking them up. Um, we're, we've learned to serve more effectively, um, taking the time to pray with people and not just drop something off. To care about their spiritual needs is really an important aspect of it too. We've had um, a group of men go and build a fence for an individual who had um, some scary situations in their neighborhood and needed a fence built. So they went out and some prepared the materials, others built it um, and were taught how to build it. Not all builders, <laughs> my husband included. Um, and in enjoyed that very much but that is certainly a blessing and the church is blessed by these acts of intentionality that are selfless because Mm -hmm. it shows we are christians that we believe in what we're saying and it blesses non-christians as well because we all have neighbors we all have friends that also have needs and we can share why we're doing it that we do it intentionally because of what God has done for us and it's from our hearts. Mm. You might say, well, how do I know who has needs? And I honestly think that when we pray and we ask God to reveal who has needs, we might just bump into somebody at the grocery store, or we might bump into somebody in the foyer of the church after service and find out from our conversation that they have a need. And so it's, I think that word intentionality that Janet used is really important. And just to actually pray intentionally. When the Lord tells you to do something, do it. Mm-hmm. He will give you the strength. And secondly, when you do make a meal or you do something for someone, pray for them on the way over or while you're making the meal. It can have a huge effect to tell someone you were praying for them and intentionally thinking about what their needs may be. Thank you mm-hmm. for mentioning that. Yes. Well, I think that is all the time we have for today. We could go on a lot more about caring and serving. But once again, thank you for being with us, Janet. And uh, ladies, we just once again encourage you to stay deeply rooted in our wonderful servant example, Jesus. Thanks for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ.